Hey guys, this is Robert. We experienced some technical difficulties with this episode, so the first five minutes or so uh, won't be included. But for context, we were talking about battle scenes, specifically Food Wars. Sorry for the inconvenience, thank you for understanding, and without further ado, please enjoy this episode of the Undercover Nerds Podcast. Uh, so we had uh, a little bit of technical difficulties, and it looks like the recording stopped. I'm not entirely sure what part. Um, also, like we should probably move closer to the thing because we it may not be picking us up. Um, but uh, Angel, just for the sake of continuity, you were talking about um, I don't we know her name. Right back in it. Yeah, go for it. Wow, food wars, amazing. There's reasons why everybody wins each battle. They're all very balanced. There's this one girl who uses, like, the evil side of cooking who goes up against someone who does, like, medicinal cooking and encounters it in a way that is absolutely logical and smart and cool. And everyone should... uh, enjoy that show because it's amazing it also just like it has legitimate cooking tips like even if you don't recreate the recipes like from watching that show i'm like i should put more acidic foods with my savory stuff because it brings out you know specific flavors um it's just it's just a good show so i haven't seen it yet i love it so much i don't have much input here yeah homie homie made a my bad go ahead oh no i was just saying all i know is like I mean, I was just given, I gave Adrius a hard time for liking it just because I was, I wanted to give him a hard time because I know it's a, a little edgy at some points, but it's only just because, oh, yeah, like, a lot. For, like, for comedy purposes. So, here's the thing, though, and I I respect Food Wars for doing this for the same reason I respect Kill a Kill. Uh, it treats the males and females equally. In fact, I'd argue men get stripped more than the females do in that show. Um, but the thing people always turn to is like they start off strong in the first episode. It's like there's like, oh, but that tentacle scene. And I was like, I get it. Tentacle. Well, okay, but that's fine. like <laughs> the only time in the show it happens. <laughs> it's like I get it. it you they had me a the, the first episode. <laughs> the first episode is like we're. This is what this show was about. <laughs> But after a while, they're like, instead of showing you naked people, we're just gonna fucking cuck you with food. I always, I always appreciate um, shows that kind of open with like their like the hardest and worst things that can happen in their show. Like the first one or two episodes is just like fucking awful. And you're like, Goblin whoa, Slayer. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. And you're like, and they're like, this is gonna be the tone for the rest of the show. But then, like, the rest of the show seems so docile because the first episode was just so intense. <laughs> but the other thing is, like, it kind of makes sense for Food Wars. Like, it's obviously an overreaction, but it makes sense as far as, like, how they could show someone responding to something that tastes really good to just fucking have an orgasm. I mean, have you not had an orgasm when you've had good food? I've literally started crying when I ate good was crying and shivering over a bowl. It was literally a place called Bourbon and Steak, and I like took a bite of my steak, and I started tearing up. And Keith was like, "Are you fucking kidding me right now?" <laughs> <laughs> I was like, it's so 
right, so I have I have kind of a um, I uh, it, I might be overthinking it, but I was I have like kind of an interpretation of why they why they get naked when they taste something good. Because mm-hmm. um, the Japanese have a philosophy, and they they uh kind of implement this in the uh, in the onsen and the hot springs, where like um, everybody gets naked in the hot spring, and it's not weird because it's supposed to be like a unification thing, like. Whether you're a, a businessman that's like, or like you work in the mailroom or you're like a CEO, everybody gets naked and jumps in the tub, right? Mm-hmm. So I figure the same thing happens when you know you eat some good food. Everybody's like, mm. like everybody's. It doesn't matter who you are. Everybody's like, damn, this fucking this Popeyes chicken sandwich is really good. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Good enough to kill people for. Um, but, yeah, you know. I don't know how they don't kill each other. I would kill somebody for some of that food and food wars. Oh my goodness! Yes, Dude, homie made it. Homie made a curry pot pie. It's genius. You know what's funny is like I'm pretty sure that the, that there's actually a Chinese live action movie that's pretty much food wars. It's called The God of Cooking. Oh my god! Yes, I've seen. You've seen, You've seen some it, of right? Yeah. <laughs> it's kind of the same concept where this guy makes such good food, people like literally have like orgasms. Man, that show has ruined any confidence I had as a chef. Um, but. <laughs> Just so this doesn't turn into like a strictly food wars thing, uh, what other battle scenes? Because I have more I can talk about, but I want to open the floor. I oh shit, Nana. I have a <laughs> it's okay. Um, I have a uh, a list of ones that aren't the kind of like in the back of my head, but the ones the one that kind of stands out to me the most right now. Um, at the forefront of my mind. I don't know if you guys have ever watched it, but it's a... Uh, at first it was just a movie, and then they made it into a show called Black Rock Shooter. Oh, I know what you're talking about, but I haven't seen it. It is honestly perfectly over the top. And everything is so black, and, like, it's all... It's also like, starkly visual. Like, the two girls who are fighting each other are all in black, but everything around them is super colorful or like either like just starkly bright uh, bright greens and reds and stuff like that like it's so aesthetically pleasing and and the weapons that they use are just so over the top because literally like her arm turns into a gun but it's not just a gun she's this tiny like 4 foot nothing little girl with pigtails and her arm turns into a giant like Gatlick gun kind of fucking <laughs> weapon. It's a cannon. Like, and it shoots these rain. This, like, before it shoots, it, like, turns into rainbows. And I don't even know. It's crazy. I mean, to, to quote the good people at Team Four Star, bitches love cannons. Bitches do love cannons. <laughs> bitches do love cannons. <laughs> bitches do love cannons. Um, but Black Rock Shooter, I've seen clips from God of High School, which I'm really interested in, in watching. And it looks ridiculously good like mm-hmm. the fight scenes look yeah that's on my list too good. um and i've like there i know people who have like been avid followers of the webtoons but i can't i can't read action like manga and stuff like that because i like don't get me wrong like i think it's really cool and you know obviously without the manga like we wouldn't have like naruto and stuff like that but it's hard to convey up, that pace. It, it can get lost it can. It really yeah. can. Like, I, I feel like drawing fight scenes is a talent in and of itself, and not 
like you can have really great characters and really high stakes but like sometimes you just need the animation to really convey that yeah i honestly think especially especially if if something gets more like explodey then yeah you can't really tell what's going on yeah exactly sorry like something like gurren lagon wouldn't have worked as a manga just because it's there would have been too much yeah. on the page to I, convey clearly. I don't think any of Studio Trigger stuff, any of Studio Triggers, not like, um, but like, I don't think any of their stuff would have worked as a manga either. Like, I know that Kill a Kill is a manga, does have a manga, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, but I think but it's Studio Trigger as... usually puts out their manga afterwards. Because Gurren Lagann has a manga too, but it came sense. out after the anime. And honestly, like, with someone, with uh, mangas like or animes like um kill a kill and all that like they deserve colored manga which isn't gonna happen um but you know uh there was another one that was in the back of my head you might have to come back to me but i was thinking about it oh wait specifically very specifically the fight between the with uh naruto and sasuke in in boruto where they're fighting um what is the white Haired character. Oh, I um, remember. I was actually going to say a different fight between Naruto and Sasuke. Which one? Uh, the one at the very end of Naruto. Oh, where they, um, like, yeah. have this yes. fucking, like, cataclysmic explosion? They, that is some of the best hand-to-hand combat in the show, and there's, like, literally 15 years worth of build-up to it. Yeah. Um, and, yeah. like, it just, it gets so intense. Spoilers. They fucking, they blow each other's arms off. Yeah. It's, like, it, it's yeah. just so satisfying to watch that finally conclude. Yeah, it was it was very, very homoerotic. <laughs> I mean, it was, uh, it was. I mean, literally, like, at the end when they're laying there, their arm, where their arms should be, the blood is, like, crossing like they're holding hands. I'm, like... You could not have made this any more gay if you tried, bro. Yeah. <laughs> somebody, somebody hit me with a strong fan theory that uh, that Naruto is just like in love with Sasuke, and Sasuke's like denying his. <laughs> He's like and, major and It made so vibes. much sense. It kind of like yeah. it shifted the whole thing for me. Like they're hitting each other. I'm like, yeah, I bet. I bet uh, you like that. <laughs> a close second for me was the one between Kakashi and Obito, which. For similar reasons, it just has a lot of buildup, yeah. um, and I mean, it's kind of a similar situation. Just they were different sides of the same coin. Yeah, like fight scenes yeah. are really satisfying to watch, but like definitely when it when it comes from a source of tension between the two characters or between the characters that are fighting, definitely makes it a lot more intense. People love to see anime boys punch each other uh, until their feelings get I, through. I like to see pretty boys bleed. See, when, you, when you put it like that, it makes you sound kind of like a serial killer. Yeah, we can we can go around that. We can save that for evidence later. Look out for our first undercover nerds T-shirts. I like to see pretty boys bleed. That's actually sick. Bro. That's a good one. That's sick as fuck. Actually, bro. I love that. Damn. I like to see pretty boys bleed. That's going. That's that's a chest tattoo idea. But, uh, <laughs> Yo, if I got in a fight with someone and they took off their shirt and they just said that and it's like, you know what? You win. I don't think I want to fight you anymore. Tyler Durden, I need to move. I'm not gonna fight. It's him. like if I fight you, they're gonna find me in your basement. <laughs> yeah. It's gonna be a killing stalking situation all over again. Yeah. <laughs> 
I was apprehensive about because I was going to say just the whole uh, the ninja war from Naruto there's so many good ones in that arc yeah. which yeah. you know and just, the, just the fact that, year, so. that um, they kind of brought it to the existential plane where it's really just like the fight between the two the two brothers of like good and evil yeah. from the yeah. beginning of like chakra and stuff and I, I really like that kind of metaphysical battle it's like that like gets interpreted in through other characters and stuff but yeah. um i don't know i was i was because i also there's two others you brought up kill the kill too like all the uh the satsuki and um what's her name ryoka yeah what's, what's the name ryoka. yeah uh those fights were like honestly some of my favorites because they're just so they're so like even but also not and they're the most kinetic fights i think like ever made in in anime and uh the other one i was gonna say is i don't know if y'all have seen uh gantz oh oh i haven't haven't, but i've heard of it i've been wanting to watch gantz because i just watched an anime that was very it was a darwin's game and i've heard it's very similar to gantz uh, and until yeah, Darwin's see, game gets another season, the, the Gantz the Gantz anime is kind of trash. the The CG movie is really good. Really, oh, I love um, that. that's usually yeah, not the one. It's <laughs> super good. Usually, but the um, the the uh, that part that movie is based on like a single arc in the manga, and the manga to me is like it's it's probably my favorite manga of all time, just because of that whole existential thing. It has like a really big big existential aspect but um yeah the fights are always very like there's like whenever a fight is logical it's like i'm i'm with it like you know there's a reason why somebody wins and that's that's how it always works in the show so i was gonna say the oni fight in gantz or the just the ninja war or uh i had one more actually (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I need to. I, need to I watch like fighting. Dance. I'm a violent person by nature. I, Ow! Um, fuck, banana. Oh, um, <laughs> <laughs> she um, got my foot. Hey, I, I'm. I'm just gonna give this to you. Okay. Um, I know a little bit about Gantz. I've been avoiding reading too much about it because it seems like kind of a spoiler every show. Um, but I know part of the the reason for the theme and the existentialism is like the mangaka had had a bunch of failed. Uh, manga before that one and he was like ready to give up and I think Gantz was like going to be his last one and by that point he was like kind of depressed and also like he, he had a weird you know he was a little angry at the world oh, and yeah. I think that kind of bled Dude, into Gantz. He, he hates the world if he wrote Gantz by himself he hates the world <laughs> <laughs> nothing good about it I told- it's so painful I don't know I remember, uh, Tammy, you were saying, like, fight scenes that have, like, any sort of emotion behind it, like, just hit so much better. Yeah. Because I don't know if I'm gonna be, like, geared up and, like, ready to go and be like, yeah, this is a great fight scene. Two minutes later, I'm sobbing. <laughs> right. <up> a ball. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, Gantz did that to me. Like, I honestly remember crying the whole night, like, after I watched the CG movie, I was sitting there, my friend is hysterically laughing at me because I'm sobbing. It's just like, fight scenes that just have that little bit of a bite, I love them. Like, for me, like Madoka, oh my god, oh I my love god, Madoka. the ending. 
that the, Yo, like, like, the cutscenes of her continuously going through the cycle and like you understanding why she fights so hard. I, I just love <laughs> those types of fight scenes. Madoka fucked like, me up. I oh I went into that show expecting a cute fucking magical girl anime and then come what episode four, episode five? Nope. Oh fuck you. God. This is a dark show. Deal with it. <laughs> It just slaps you in the face. It's like, oh, what's that? This character you really liked? Mm. Sorry. She's gone. Oh my god. She broke skin. (laughs) Yeah, I need to take her to get her. It's okay. For those of you at home, because this is an audio format, uh, my new cat, Banana, is an asshole. Uh, (laughs) She likes to scratch people because they aren't giving her attention. She was trying to play with a blanket and she just having to get the move to my foot. It's okay. Um, but yeah, I think that's why so many people love the fight scenes between Deku and Bakugo in My Hero Academia because those are like, there's so much unresolved tension between the two that anytime they fight, they're just like, all right, something, there's going to be some progress here because boy, do these guys need to like talk some shit out. Yeah, for real though. They do. Honestly, The movie also did a good like one around too. Like with them fighting together, like where in the series they went from fighting each other, and then that was like the season finale, I think, and then the movie had them fighting together. That was also very, very well done. I like parallels, if you can't tell. Yeah, no. Parallels and dualities. Mm. <laughs> yes. Um, what was I going to say? Just. Oh, yeah. Um, oh, I was telling Robert earlier that uh, he was probably going to have to fight people on the whole food wars thing and because I think that a lot of people would say Fate, Fate Stay Night has some of the best battle scenes. Yeah, I haven't okay. watched so it, but I have seen scenes. Here's my argument for that. For Fate Stay Night and Fate Zero. If we're talking about visual spectacle, yes, they are some of the best to ever come out. If we're talking about emotional weight and how invested you are in what happens to the characters involved... I think Food Wars is better. <laughs> yeah, definitely. <laughs> and if anyone definitely. listening is a Fate Stay Night fan and you disagree, fight me. Send send Dude, send, send us an email. email. I will <laughs> die on this hill. <laughs> um, but no, I think uh, honestly too though, like it doesn't have to be explosive fight scenes or like crazy chaotic. Uh, scenes either. I think like some of the some of the best fight scenes to me are some of like the best sword fighting scenes from like Samurai Champloo yeah. and, uh, oh, and even delicious. yeah, like um, what was it? Trigun and uh, Cowboy Bebop. Like they just had some of the most fluid animation to their fight scenes that just made it look so natural yeah. and still entertaining to watch. I mean, you could even. Mm-hmm stretch it to like battles of intellect where there's an argument for the the chip scene in death note being yes. technically a battle scene it's a, yeah, um, yeah, and definitely. a lot of a lot of my favorite scenes in code geass like the the mechs are cool and all but i much i really enjoy like the battle of intellects with like the Lelouch clashing with another character who's like just as smart of him and like trying to outmaneuver him in the moment yeah yeah no i i, feel like- I watched that video with the chips 
scene. It was a whole ass it's, like, like, like a documentary. He, when he breaks it down, it's a really brilliant scene. It but is. out of context, like most anime, it looks ridiculous. It really does. And the scene where um, this is not a battle scene. Um, it's a battle of the of the minds. I don't know, <laughs> but like the scene where um, L wipes off uh, Light's feet, and all these like yes. ridiculous yaoi fangirls are like, "Oh my god!" Like so gay. I'm like, no, it's nah. literally like Solomon. What it's, was it? Jesus wiping? Yeah, like mm-hmm. washing the feet of Solomon or whatever. I was like, you guys yeah, need Judas. a chill. Take a chill pill. Honestly, Tammy, give it like five years, and I guarantee we're going to see a surge of Yowie fangirls being like, oh my god, this part in the Bible is so good. No, <laughs> no. <bro. laughs> uh, Judas was gay for Jesus. <laughs> yeah. I, I guarantee if we go deep enough in the internet, I'm going to see folks like, yeah, I shipped Jesus with Judas. And it's like, no, no, stop that. <laughs> Y'all are gonna open up a portal in the earth. Stop it. Bring a BL into the Bible? Oh my god. I mean, they've already made Lucifer like bisexual or whatever, or pansexual, whatever he so, is. Oh well, here's god, the thing. Dude. Are we talking like the, the DC? Because I think DC comics, biblical stuff, and like comic stuff, that is a separate entity. Like. Marvel Thor is different from Norse mythology Thor. Yeah. Oh yeah, for sure, for sure. I mean, like Wonder Woman is like gay as fuck. So like DC can make their Lucifer is gay or pansexual as they want, and it not have any bearing on the Bible. At least it shouldn't. <laughs> I am uh, concerned. Pop-up girls did it too. So uh, <laughs> who? What? Pop-up girls did that too. Oh shit! Him. Him. I think. Uh, I think him was kind of like a. I don't know, like, I don't think that they the were first, trying the to insult this person. trans community, but, like, they kind of did it. Without... Him was, like, a win and a loss. Yeah, because, like, it yes, like a... it was trans representation, but also, him was the main villain he of the show. He was the scariest villain. <laughs> they were, like, I remember he that He was a bad scene. bitch! He was, he was like, honestly, he was a real, he was the best written villain in, like, any, like, cartoon of that time. Like, I'm serious. Like, well, he was legit, like, as far as Cartoon Network villains at that time. I think like him and Aku were just like legitimately terrifying. Yeah, like I remember that episode where he, um, where they were racing each other home, and he created this like alternate universe that they had run so fast that they ran into that universe, and like everything was desolate, and everyone who was still left alive, like they're, the it was just horrific imagery for a kids show. Like they're like. Miss Keene was, like, standing there waving them off, like, last time they saw her, like, bye, girls, and then she, they see her, again, she's, like, old and decrepit and wrinkly, and she's, like, she's, like, and I just sat there waving for 50 years, and you're, like, what the fuck, dude? You know, on the topic of battle scenes, I don't know about you guys, but I remember, yeah, I remember watching the Powerpuff Girls movie as a kid and being fucking hype in the theater. Dude, yes, I I was, because I was so, not in the theater, but at home, but, like, I was so mad because it's another one of those emotional battle scenes to me because, like, everyone was, like, hating on the Powerpuff Girls because, like, they were this new thing, and that people were like, 
what the fuck? Like, they're just, you know, they're flying around just beating the shit out of stuff. And mm-hmm. it's just, and, like, they had to prove their worth to the city, which was kind of bullshit, but, I mean, it makes sense. Yeah. I mean, it's also one of those shows. I, I, there was a point in time where, like, I watched Powerpuff Girls just in case it was an episode where Bubbles snapped. I love the Bubbles snap episodes. <laughs> Oh, where she beat the shit out of Fuzzy Lumpkin? Well, yeah, she's like, she's the, the docile, shy one until she isn't. Oh and then gosh. she'll fuck you up. I love her so much. Yeah, she is a good character. Um, and I, I always bring, I feel like at some point, uh, every episode or every so, a few episodes in our podcast, we always bring it back to Avatar because it's just fucking amazing. Oh, but Avatar fight yeah. scenes are so good. So good. <laughs> Because they take into, like, account the different styles um, of, like, the different cultures that the that the world is based off of. Not only that, but, like, airbending and, like, all the bendings are, like, based off of some sort of martial arts. It's insane like, the it's, level of detail they went into. Yeah. Um, to, like, they went so far as, like, the reason Toph's earthbending looks different from everyone else's is, like, in context, like, she was raised by Bajimal. So hers is just, like, it's going to develop differently. Yeah. But it was based off a style of martial arts that was supposedly invented by blind monks. Yeah. I think they actually had, like, um, it's, I, saw, I think I saw it on TikTok where it's like they actually showed videos of like her fighting style, like her specific fighting style, like in real life. And, yeah, it, it was really, really like cool to watch because it's like you saw just how much work these like and like creators went to to make sure that this show wasn't just you know, yeah, blown out of proportion. Yeah. But you, not that I can't find the right wording, but it's like they did their research. And they did some goddamn good research. And this, this is why it upsets me so much that that this cancel culture is like is just destroying the name of Avatar oh, right now. That that's a topic for an entirely other episode. It really is. I'm also, sorry. quick side note: I don't um, even know about that. Avatar would have been a season and a half long had they not met Toph. She carried that fucking team. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Big facts. They would have Big died facts. a couple times had she not been there. <laughs> Especially yeah. since she like learned metal bending, I was like, "Oh shit!" She's also. What happened to Katara's blood bending? I mean, oh, uh, how, how do you go from using it to not using it at all? Because she she wanted she didn't want to use it. She she saw it as like something like bad. They I think all of them kind of hit a point where they were like, "This is overpowered and scary and maybe super dangerous." So we should not let people. Do that. <laughs> yeah. Nah. Honestly, I think this is on Nickelodeon. If they had expanded yeah. any further on bloodbending. Honestly, like Honestly, is, dude, I wanna I wanna rated our avatar with bloodbending to be Cora honest. Cora got close. Um for as many I first off, I enjoyed Cora. It had issues, but overall I enjoyed it. But I think the the show suffered from the fact that Nickelodeon kinda didn't give them the time it needed and it ended up moving online but because of that they were able to do some shit that they never would have been able to show if it were on Nickelodeon. Nickelodeon. Like there was that one scene where the the combustion bending girl and uh Cora, they don't show it, but you see uh Lin Beifong wrap metal around her head as she's about to like ignite the thing. You hear the metal cling, but it cuts away and then I think uh I don't know if they cut back but like you see smoke coming. Like it's implied that she fucking blew her head off. 
Oh, I haven't watched Korra yet, so, but that's cool. It Korra has some brutal deaths in it. Um, yeah. They just don't show them on screen, but they imply it. <laughs> I just wanted to note one more thing in regards to battles. Oh, wait, we never got Sonata's opinion. Where'd she go? Okay. Hi. Oh, Sorry. It's cool. Uh, Sonata, real quick, what are some of your favorite battle scenes? We'll extend it, this episode for more, like, about 10 minutes or something. Um, I don't know if you guys have watched it yet, but it just came out. Um, it's Jujutsu Kaisen. <gasps> yes! Not I've, yet. Uh, I want to watch it, it so bad. So deserving of the hype. Um, the part that got me hooked is when the uh, main character actually, you know, swallows this uh, finger and he absorbs this demon and the demon comes out. The fight between him and uh, Gojo, which is like the, the teacher, it is just so amazing because it's not a stagnant fight. There's actually like implemented camera movements where they're like flowing in and out. It is just so beautifully done, and I'm so excited to see where this anime like goes. Um, a new episode dropped tonight, so that's five episodes so far. And it's like, it, it does fight scenes so differently because it's not just like kind of like all other kind of fight scene animes i'm so i'm so sorry sorry my brain is like fried today Um, don't drink strawberry margarita kids (laughs) um but the way it's done is like it's, it's a little bit different and it's like i can't put my word on it but i love it i love it so much because everything is just like a little bit different yeah and i'm so excited to see where it goes. Also, the monsters are terrifying, and it's just beautiful, and I love it so much. So watch it if you haven't. Um, I do. I yeah. really do want to watch it. Um, yeah, I've heard nothing cool. but good things. There's also another anime. I I was showing it to Rob. I don't remember what it's called. Apparently, the story is really not that good. But like, it's literally this dude in a black ball cap with like a yellow T-shirt on and some like fucking like cargo shorts and he's just and he is just using some of the most the like honestly the best hand-to-hand combat like in animation that i have seen mm. you remember, i showed oh, you yeah. which one you're talking about yeah that's, and that's then it's like, like the, the chinese shit. it's a chinese anime ain't it is it i thought it was Am japanese I, I might be tripping doesn't matter um it's it looks fucking legit though if i can find it um i'll i'll put it into the description and you guys can check it out Apparently, the story isn't that great, but the fight scenes are just fucking legit. Oh, you know what? Oh, here we go. Uh, one, one more quick one before we wrap up this topic. I We can't end this episode without talking about Demon Slayer. I, <laughs> I'm so sad the movie isn't out here. Because I finished the manga, and I just want to see the train arc animated so badly. I have to wait till January. We we need to get a VPN sponsor so we can we can change our location to Japan. <laughs> oh, it's called the Outcast. Word. Sorry, it's called the Outcast. Anyway, um, but yeah, we just I I couldn't I would lose sleep if I didn't bring up Demon Slayer on the the fight scene episode. Uh, I haven't. I, no, I do not blame you. I, I also feel like another good one would be One Punch Man. Oh, oh yeah, I, just, I haven't seen One Punch Man either. I love One Punch Man. I. I dropped it after season two, I think. I literally but... have to get dragged into watching Shonen anime, I'm not even gonna uh, lie. Honestly, <laughs> they they get much better later on, and I haven't watched it in a while. But I remember One Piece having some really good fight scenes too. 
Um, I know that we kind of mentioned it in passing earlier, um, but I don't think that we really gave it, like, enough credit. But, like, My Hero Academia has some, not only, like, really chaotic and fun fight scenes, but, like, they're also very well thought out because, like, you, like, he has to keep in mind, like, everyone's quirk and Mm -hmm. their abilities and how they use them. Like, honestly, like, I love how Bakugo is so creative with the way that he uses his blast. Like, he's actually, it shows his intelligence and his, like, his ability to think in the moment. Well, that's the best part about the show is, like, very rarely do characters get like power-ups and when they do it's temporary they they don't necessarily get stronger they just learn more creative ways to use their quirks yeah which is i guess why it's on par with food wars yeah okay (laughs) circling back around (laughs) that's so that's so hard to defend because some all somebody has to do to take down food wars like boy they cook it i've gotten into debates with people over this because if you're not, shut up. It's like, just take out away all the special effects, and it's just this guy, like, sipping noodles. <laughs> I, I've had moments where, like, I'll bring up Food Wars, and I see someone, like, open their mouth to the side, and it's like, hold up. Hold my earrings. I'm about, like, we're talking about this. <laughs> it's like, you're not going to sit here and diss Food Wars in my presence. <laughs> now I need to watch. Yeah, yeah I need to make um, a, so- a souffle stand up. <laughs> it's like you know, fucking meet me in the kitchen, motherfucker. We're having a shokugeki. <laughs> I feel like that's how I just want to solve conflicts from now on. Is just a nice shokugeki. Be like, you mean kitchen? Let's go. That's how I'm gonna raise my kids. If they're like, Dad, I want an allowance. It's like, all right, if you can beat me in a food war, I'll give you an allowance. <laughs> no, I love that. That's basically the plot of food war. <laughs> 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 Since it's spooky season, you know what I'm saying, we had to bring up some of the, the, the lovable evil people in our lives. <laughs> and we're going to go top anime or otherwise villains of all time. All right. And uh, this is going to be a five second section because mine <laughs> is the best. And no one will top it. And we could just cut it off. <laughs> I have to say this, but it is Madara Uchiha. Okay, oh. okay. You know, I only know so much about that, um, but the amount that I know is like, yeah, fair, fair. Honestly, War was created to protect peace, Tammy. Oh my he, Just he as is hate such a great was created villain. to protect love. I, I respect Kishimoto for being able to pull off the he's been controlling everything from behind the scenes, but it it's believable with Madara. Because I feel like he, he hinted at it a couple times, but he didn't actually spell it out until like late, late, late in Shippuden. Yeah, You're right, bro. This world is flawed. We need a perfect version that we can live in every day. And we can just step in. I'm going to project my own eye into the moon. <laughs> See, and we're gonna live the dream every day. Where Kishimoto fucked up, perfect. Madara should have been the final villain. It should have stopped with him. But he 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 had to go to Kai. I'm like she's fine. She's a fine villain, but she can't match up to Madara. Yeah, his his uh his motivations to me are like what make him um like my favorite because it. He's, I mean, he's just a person that, that realizes that this world is flawed and there's never, there's always going to be, like, 
people who get the shit under the stick, like Obito, goddamn. Oh my god. And, <laughs> and without without changing the the entire paradigm, there's there's no there will never be complete happiness for people, which is one legitimate way to think of yeah. Um, dude, I remember watching Obito's like how he became the way he was and was like, shit man, I'd be evil after that too. That yeah. sucks. <laughs> I'm trying to. Just like the supreme cuckold. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, did we even call it that? Because like two words together. He like he 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 watched Kakashi penetrate the girl he loved, but not in the way that a cuck would like. I was I was about to say I was like uh what? Kakashi has a habit of uh, doing that to people. Because he did my boy Haku dirty too. <laughs> Yo, I always forget Haku is a boy. Yeah. Everyone does. Some people like I'll to ignore like, that. I'll be like mid mid lip bite, and I'm like, oh wait, well, hold on. <laughs> <laughs> Shit, we want to talk about trans representation in anime. Haku is the best example. Haku is amazing. Oh shit, Sonata's gone. Oh, Sonata dip. Oh, we'll we'll. <laughs> So now I'm about to get serious with the uh, the pickle chips. She couldn't kneel. She couldn't hang. Her her iPad may have been freaking out. Oh shit! Uh, I mean, we can we can um, I I I I'll have to think more about anime specific villains. But since we said or otherwise, off the top of my head was Handsome Jack from Borderlands. Yeah. Um, Yeah. I kind of want to hold mine off until Sonata gets back. She's the only one who will get it. Yeah. I mean, I can I can riff on Handsome Jack for a bit. Uh, I just I I'm a sucker for I mean he's in the same vein as Madara like I like villains yeah. who their motives are believable. Um, Handsome Jack went the route where, like he kind of went a little insane towards the end and got he he got a little murdery when he didn't need to, but <laughs> a little yeah a little insane, he, he he started with <clears throat> uh, good intentions and just kind of. Yeah. I think those are the best villains, definitely. The ones who, who start with good intentions, like light, and then become a villain. Mm-hmm. Like, that's that's how that's the same uh, character arc Elon Musk is going to go through. <laughs> oh, fuck. In Yo, a couple of years. <laughs> Elon Musk is going to become the Green Goblin. And as terrifying <laughs> as that is, that means someone is going to have to be Spider-Man. And you know what? I'll... Fucking! I'll let them test on me if I get to have spider powers. Yeah, by all I, was, means. I was gonna vote Robert. Yo, listen, listen though. Like, okay, like think about it. Of oh, the evil Elon Musk with his with his wife Grimes. Like that just sounds like a power villain duo. <laughs> listen, I'm gonna be the motherfucker who like I'll have the Spider Man powers, but I'm gonna pull a fake zero and be like, miss me with that bullshit. Here's a gun. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I guess since nah, I... Grimes is, Grimes is gonna come out with the evil song that makes everybody twerk oh. forever. <laughs> also, like, I don't I don't know that he's, like, a particularly well-written villain, but Gilgamesh from the Fate series is really, like, he's just fun to watch. as Because he just, like, he fucking shits on everybody. He has the power to back it up, but, like, I don't know. You, like, you hate him, but you don't. I feel like I'm missing so many, like... I, I'm so bad at pulling things out of my ass, like, on the spot, and <clears throat> I feel like I'm missing nobody, so many nobody's, things. Nobody's going to joke about that? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> cool. Cool. We're just going to let that one go? Okay. I was 
was waiting just for say, it to be honest. I was like, I can't believe they're they just letting just, me get so my just say, That's why they call it that. They stay night. Because <laughs> 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 you can't get space. Right. Shit, bro. Cool. No, um, since we're on it, uh, since we I just mentioned earlier, I do really like Light as a um, as a villain from Death Note because oh, it's because. Yeah. That means that Death Note is essentially about the villain because you at first you think Light is this protagonist, and then he becomes. And I love characters that start getting this like that start getting that messiah complex, yeah. and he he just delves into it. But it's not just this sudden like oh I want to rule the world thing. Like you actually kind of follow his intentions the entire time, and at first you're kind of like about it. You're like oh yeah man like you get those fucking criminals like you know so what if they die of heart attacks and then the more you get into it the more you realize he's starting to kind of lose it but he's still completely sane in a way like it's he's he's such a complex character and I fucking love him and I love that he gets his just desserts at the end but it's the journey of getting there I mean I think that that whole uh uh, this show technically being about the villain is why so many people draw parallels between him and Lelouch. Although I'd argue that Lelouch while Light kind of lost his humanity, he got a little obsessed with power. Lelouch chose to discard it because he had to to become the person Zero needed to be. Fair. Um, and I think that's yeah. Lelouch isn't a good person. He does terrible things, but the difference is that he is completely aware that he's doing terrible things. Damn, I actually caught that nap. Wow. I'm fucking Mr. Miyagi up oh in this bitch. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, yeah, no. I need Sonata to come back. I need her to level with me on this. <laughs> um, do we want to pause it and wait for her to come back real quick? Or? Um, I, I told her we'd riff for a bit. Okay. Um, Matter of fact, we don't even... We, we're, this is podcast world. We can just like pretend that we didn't pause... I mean, I can, edit it in such I can, a way. Yeah, like, I can edit oh, it out. Oh, you're back. Yeah. <laughs> we can just oh. stop there. Hey, Sonata, you're back. I live. I was saving my other one for you because I'd already mentioned Light from Death Note, but I'm going to let you say yours and then then I'll I'll mention the other one I wanted to talk about. Me? Yeah. yeah. You're, you're, oh, cool. We all already said our, our little piece. Oh, um, goddamn. I honestly don't know. So many I don't know. Ones. It doesn't have to be from anime if you don't want it to. Yeah. I know. I think I'm still trying to think. Rocks. I will say. Oh, I have a few. Yeah. Me too. This is a good episode. We can, like, we can literally, like, go merry-go-round on this shit for days. I was not prepared for villains. <laughs> okay, well... Can I go then, just real quick? Yes, please go it, ahead. It might inspire your answer, sizzle. to be honest. Okay, all right. Are you ready for this? Are you ready for this sonata? Songwoo from Killing Stalking. Yes. Why does he have to be so hot? I know. <laughs> <laughs> but it's not okay. It's not because he's hot though. Because like so, for those of you who don't know what Killing Stalking is, especially the two gentlemen sitting here before us, um. Killing Stalking is a is about a stalker who gets entrapped by the guy who he's stalking and becomes its prisoner. Uh, it's 
really it's crazy it's a wild ride very satisfying ending just saying um and honestly like it's it's classified as a psychological thriller and i just oh my god like it really lives up to the name i've never read um i've not i've never read a manga or a comic or anything of like that 2d format um that has really just made me so fucking anxious like i like there were days um where i would go on a binge on reading it and then i would seriously have i would have to stop because i was getting so nauseous because i was so my heart was racing as i was just like I fucking know that something bad is gonna happen. Like, I just know it, but how is it gonna happen? I don't know. What's gonna happen to my little boy? Boom! Like, ah! Anyway. <laughs> um, but the reason that Song Wu is such a good villain to me is because at first he just seems like some psycho who's like kidnapping chicks and like killing them. Um, well, having sex with them and then killing them. <laughs> but, um, like, but the thing is, it's like, it's, it's one of those things where, you know, you get to dive into the mind of a serial killer and it kind of makes the, the art, the, it makes the artist, it makes you realize that the artist has really, really done their research or they're just obsessed with serial killers. Um, but like, she really dives into the mind of what, of how Sangwoo thinks things through like why does he go in and kill these people like he always has a reason like serial killers like have a reason for killing for having their victims you know like and a lot of the times obviously they have mommy issues like they've they've had trouble with their moms growing up in their in their home life or they were obsessed with their moms or something like that and like delving into Sangwoo's mentality is half of the ride of this of <clears throat> this manhwa just so fucking good i'm sorry i just want to have a fucking rant <laughs> you're good so, i'm sorry can can you explain the the plot beat like who who got abducted by who so kibum is um this really unfortunate son <laughs> um he's an unfortunate very very unfortunate character he's like small and weak and uh people regard him as really creepy because he uh, he's kind of a stalker, uh, he has ta- he has stalker ten- tendencies um, with like some of the girls that he's had crushes on in the past, and like he ended up falling in love with Song Woo, who he served a military ser- uh, term with. Um, because in Korea, you have to, you have your rec- you know, your required two years, and so mm-hmm. he fell in love with Song Woo, and he goes and he finds where Song Woo is living. And, and and he breaks into his house and um, like basically just looking for items kind of like as a momentum and ends up finding out, and I'm not going to spoil too much, but he ends up finding out that Sangwoo is actually a serial killer and basically begs for his, because Sangwoo was about to kill him, but he like begs for his life and like confesses his love for him in the moment. And Sangwoo kind of like, and the reason I this is a big spoiler, so I'm not gonna say it, but like the reason. Oh wait, we spoil shit. No, I would, this. I would, I would save it because it definitely wait, adds to this how crazy Song Wu is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. You're right. But because oh, I do want to encourage our, to our, our listeners to was, to read it. But 
Yeah. Song Wu has his own reasons for keeping Kibom alive. At first, it's not be it, like it. It isn't the confession that keeps him alive. It's mm-hmm. literally the way that Kibom looks, and like there's just this whole thing behind it. And he has it's the just, same birthmark so of his booty that I do. Yeah. <laughs> Yo, I would love if there was an anime where that's, like, a legitimate, like, super important plot point. Yeah, oh my god. <laughs> the Martha moment. But, like, because there's, I'm not even gonna lie, like, at some, uh, there were a lot of points where, like, we dove into Songwoo's past where I was just like, dude, like, I feel for you, man. Like, I, you know, I don't condone the murder of women, but... I understand why you are the way you are, because, like, you're fucking... They do be tripping sometimes. Yeah. I I <laughs> no. But, like, it's... Um, you really get into the... Like, you... People... The the, the fandom is so split, because there's, like, people who are like, oh, well, they should have... They, sh- they deserve a happy ending, and others are like, no, they're both fucking crazy. <laughs> like, no, I, I stand on that side. That's the thing. I can admire some villains. There are some villains where I'm like, you know what? You got a good brain. You just went down the wrong path with this. Cause, um, yeah, because I'm always really intelligent. It's just this. I know why the fandom is like this is because Tumblr took it and was like, oh my god, love. And it's like, no. idiots, are you reading the same thing I am? Because these bitches do not love each other. They are literally fucked up. It's just putting mommy issues and daddy issues in the same room. Yeah, and uh, Stockholm Syndrome, is, and just, like, stirring right there, that shit. <laughs> <laughs> it is heat, but that, it's just, you, I I do recommend reading it, because it, I think it dives into such a good part of, like, I love serial killers, I will listen to it nonstop. And, like, to, like, have it illustrated, it's like, it, you feel gross sometimes reading it, because you're like, motherfucker. There's some points where I'm like, this shouldn't make me horny. So what I'm hearing <laughs> yes. is, yeah. Yeah, it's like that yeah, pen pineapple like, pen video like. with the sociopaths. <laughs> I do. I'm like, you know what? Getting my knees busted by a bat, I think I'd be the happiest person. Oh my fuck, you know, no, we, girl. I don't know when this happened, but our generation has this thing where we will be like, man, that person's really attractive. I want them to do really violent shit to me. <laughs> Because I have heard it from a lot of my friends. It was like, is this... what? Are we okay? Like, as a generation, like, what happened? This isn't normal. I mean... We're, we're no. not We're not okay. Like, you've, no, no, you've, I'm fine with that. Like, Tammy, you've heard how I talk about some of the people I find attractive. Oh, yeah. No, I mean, like... I've, I've mentioned me buying a mouth guard. <laughs> <laughs> but, no, no. I like that, too. I'm like, yo, I want to get tied up and interrogated by her, man. It's, it's the uh, slicing of the this code. skin under the chin for me. Angel's like, you don't even know the code, but you want her to think you do. <laughs> <laughs> What's the safe word? <laughs> uh, all right. You can't I gotta, make me. I'm going to take you guys back in time for this next one. Oh. Imagine you're a, a seven-year-old Robert. It's Saturday morning, and you turn on four kids, expecting oh, to watch some, some people yeah. play some card games, and you see this fucking Egyptian psychopathic motherfucker with veins popping out of his face and like way over dilated pupils and an abnormally long tongue. I'm talking about Merrick Ishtar oh, from been, Yu-Gi-Oh. I, didn't th- I was about to say, wait, I was like, wait, that sounds like Merrick. That doesn't sound like yeah, someone from... That's Merrick. I thought you were going to say Shaman King. Merrick 
terrified me as a kid, and I think that's why he's such a great villain. He, like, straight up killed people, which you didn't see into the show up until that point. He made me sexually confused. I think that's where, like, my kink started from. That's kind of like Madonna. Alright, so, Tammy, here's the thing. Which Merrick? Like, skinny twinkle Merrick, or... It was the duality for me. (laughs) Because I feel like... Merrick's fandom is split down the middle because there's people who's like, I like him when he's a soft boy twink boy. And uh, then there's people who's like, no, I want him to break me like a Kit Kat Listen, bar. okay, I <laughs> definitely shipped him with Ryo. Ryu? The white haired guy. Uh, they renamed oh, him in uh, the uh, for kids version for some Bakura. reason. Bakura, yeah. Bakura Ryo, right? Yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Well, actually, let me tell you, I have a Yu-Gi-Oh manga on my shelf. Okay. <laughs> it's Dude, right like, here. I, I made an OC for Yu-Gi-Oh, actually. It was pretty fun drawing the hair, because their hair is so fucking ridiculous. I guess he wasn't in this volume of the month. <laughs> <laughs> Rob's like, I he got wasn't, you. He wasn't in Shit. this volume. <laughs> Alright, never mind. <laughs> but, no, nah, I used to shift them, but it was like... It was funny because, like, you know, there's obviously, like, the past versions of themselves, and then there's the, um, there's the current version of themselves, and honestly, I don't think that the, the current version of Merrick was ever present in my book. (laughs) He was cute, though. Mm. Um, but yeah, no. I think that the manga got more, way more violent than the show did. The manga was always violent because initially Duel Monsters wasn't the focus. Um, It was just games in general and Yami, Aten, Pharaoh, whatever you want to call them, uh, killed people straight up. He lit people on fire. He, like, let them get devoured by giant worms. He was a bad, like, a big focus. Like, he was an an evil spirit. That was, like, a a big thing. Um, And then they introduced the Duel Masters thing, and that got really popular, so they reworked the show to focus around Duel Monsters. Uh, And with that, they wanted to make it more marketable to kids, but it's like, we can't have a show where an evil pharaoh lights people on fire, and there's guns and cigarettes. We have to tone it down, so it it is inherently less violent. Um, But the Yu-Gi-Oh! manga didn't lose that entirely. Yeah, uh, it, it still in some places gets pretty like it gets pretty fucked up. Can I just say some of these like four kid edits of of anime were fucking ridiculous? Like oh, like Sanji having a lollipop yeah, instead of a cigarette, and like they had water guns in One Piece instead of actual like rifles. I feel like that would be a whole ass oh. topic we could talk. Yeah, about. we could like, definitely talk so about censorship. Yu Gi Oh, yeah. I think there's a bit like they just erase the guns and tires. It was like, they're just holding invisible guns. And it was like, that, you could have done better. <laughs> <laughs> I think um, that's the biggest villain of them all. Poor kids. <laughs> Poor kids, yeah. <laughs> but now it's Fucking like, now worst shit in the world. Shit. I will say, oh. using um, a name, I, I, I don't know why I thought of it, but I really like Rio from Double Man Cry Baby as a villain. Right. Uh, I was gonna talk about him. Yes. I hate him and I think I, you're supposed to. Oh yeah. That, he <laughs> is a piece of shit. He is such a shit. He fucking I Akira did not deserve what happened to him. Honestly, no. I was <laughs> yelling <laughs> at the TV by the end of the show. I was just like, you know, he didn't deserve it, but although, you fucking did, although, you stupid ass bitch. As much as I hate him, he was not the biggest villain in that show. 
everyone else was. The shit they did, I don't remember her name, Akira's friend, that specific group of people, fuck them. Yeah, the, they were fucking horrible. The the oh, ones who, oh, like, oh, oh, yeah, spoilers yeah, yeah, yeah. for Devilman Crybaby, the ones who, like, put her head on a fucking pike. Like, yeah. they sucked. I hated yeah. them much more than Rio. Yeah. Dude, oh no, the real villain of that show were the writers. <laughs> <laughs> why? And why? I was like, at the end of it, I was just like, what? What was? What did I feel anything for? What did everybody was I felt I felt betrayed by my own eyes. I was like, why did I like even fucking, do that? You it's, build me up and put me in touch with my feelings just to knock me down a peg. That's fucked up. I'm not gonna lie, but the what? It, what was the um, the demon chick and that um, and that dude who were like, you know, demons don't feel love, but like they like died like reaching oh, yeah. for each other or whatever. Dude, and I was like, bro, what the I, fuck? I was they watching it. each other uh, again. Yeah. I. I don't recommend anyone binge watch Delphine Man Crybaby like I did because it fucked me up. Um, <laughs> I there were so many points in that show, and it's like I shouldn't be feeling what I'm feeling over Devil Man Crybaby. What the fuck? Dude, I'm gonna see my phone. <laughs> I swear to God, yo! I swear to God, I I was so because I just watched it recently, and I was like, I was like, okay, interesting. Uh, different animation style. I dig it. The dudes are rapping, and the rap was pretty good. Yo, the rappers like, got done it. dirty. Yeah, <laughs> the rappers were pretty good. They were some of the only, like, save for that one kid that turned out to be a fuckhead. Most of them, like, they were just, they were some pretty decent guys. Some of the only decent people in the show, and they all got done dirty. Yeah. Dude. Oh man! Like I remember, I finished it and I was like, I don't, I don't think I want to watch anime anymore. This is going to be bad. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go back to cartoons. This, this messed me up. I'm gonna watch NCIS. Man. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Oh no! You know who was one of my least favorite villains of all time? Naraku. I just don't think he was he was such a reactionary villain like he Mm -hmm. really didn't actually do anything but hide some fucking shards of a fucking pearl like fucking I I can't like he was he he had no dimension to him they even tried to give him this like backstory where he was in love with Kikyo because she like saved him or whatever the fuck and then like he just it's like he like leapt back into 2D world fucking why would anyone love Kikyo she sucks if there's any fucking villain Kikyo is like hands down one of the worst characters in that show I have feelings (laughs) (laughs) so many feelings I just anytime Inuyasha would like backslide and be like yeah but I have feelings for Kikyo and it's like why she sucks Kagome's right there move on I know right (laughs) like love yourself do better right you're a young attractive (laughs) half demon (laughs) Kagome wears short skirts. What is Kikyo? I'm just kidding. She, listen, <laughs> Kagome showed a scandalous amount of skin for that time period. Listen. <laughs> I just thought of that Taylor Swift song. <laughs> Which Taylor she song? wears short skirts. Oh. <laughs> I'm so glad you knew which one. I I, listen, I purged most of her songs from my memory, so I just, I don't... That's the only yeah. verse I know from that fucking movie? Song. Movie? <laughs> that song really said no to feminism. 
Oh goodness, that's also another topic. Oh, we Lord. could we could go off about uh, songs that are anti-feminist by people who claim to be feminist. Baby, so. it's cold outside. <laughs> it's internalized. Hey, hey listen, listen. All right? Thank you. Wasn't talking about drugs. I know what you're about to say. <laughs> anyway, I just have to defend Bing Crosby for a second. Wait, is he the one that wrote that? Uh, <laughs> I don't remember. Whatever. Uh, anyway. Another uh, villain that I particularly like. Um, you know, it's. I was gonna say, um, Fear Bradley from Phobnochmus, but honestly, there's so many good villains in that show. It's Did really you say hard. Fear to... Bradley, like yeah. the clothes designer. Is no, that what they... Fear Bradley from. Fear Bradley. <laughs> yeah, there's. I'm sorry. There's, <laughs> I think there's it's so many. Fear. I was like, they named a villain after Fear Bradley. Listen, Damn, they if hate I her. was gonna <laughs> name any fashion designer as a villain, it's Philip Klein, um, and I'll say that openly because fuck him. <laughs> Uh, but I don't. I don't want to rant about that again. He so already. He already went on an hour rant. Earlier. I hate him. I hate him so much. Uh, but yeah, film, FMA like has so many good villains. Like even up to a point, I'd say Scar when he was portrayed as a villain Scar was a was, really good villain. Yeah. Hell yeah. Yes. Scar is still my boy. I think that show is really good at turning <clears throat> villains into protagonists. I think so too. Yeah, I I do mm-hmm. like that. Like I, um. Like they they they're still categorized in the villain category for me because they start off as villains. Um, so like if at any point in your story arc that you were a villain, then you were considered like a villain. So in saying that, Vegeta, he goes from being worst like worst villain to best dad. Just saying. <laughs> I mean, there's only two dads in the show. Well, there's, you know, there's, there's not a whole lot of competition there. Uh, no, there's three. <laughs> There's three. Krillin. There's three, sir. Oh, well then, yeah. Krillin's best... What are you talking about? Krillin's best dad. Krillin, Krillin is like... Krillin is like hands-off dad, is best dad at best. <laughs> What'd you say, Angel? Pic- Piccolo is best dad. Okay. Oh, okay. All right. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah, okay. You got me. And there. he was a villain at one point. Yeah. <laughs> Piccolo. <laughs> Piccolo was the best dad. I wish that Team well, Four Star was... I Kaden. would argue that 18 was best mom, though. Yes. Yes. Sexiest mom, best mom, everything. <laughs> <laughs> Mommy. <laughs> oh no, we're going into the horny zone again. <laughs> More simping. Do you guys think Krillin calls AT Mommy in bed? <laughs> I don't need to be read like this. I gotta go. <laughs> Yeah, Krillin was giving her that destructo dick, bro. So, alright, you guys can't see this, but Tammy went under the blanket. <laughs> After I said that, <laughs> yeah, let's let's sexualize Krillin's bald head, yo. Yeah. No, Krillin with hair. I'm pretty sure that was only GT though. And no, nope, he had that. he had hair in Z for a bit because uh, he had hair in the Boo Saga. Oh yeah, you're right, you're right. Yeah, he's not naturally bald. Bleh, bald. He just no. I was gonna it. say he I takes manscaping say, uh, to an extreme. I, I love Dragon Ball Z, but the, I don't I don't like any of the villains really. Like I like them superficially. But none of them really have any motivation. They all just want to scrap. I yeah. think, honestly, like... Bro- Broly? What? No, no. New Broly is a good villain, but he's not even really a villain. He just kind of... It's It was a misunderstanding. I'd say, like... And this is weird to say. I think my favorite villain from Drag... Like, someone who, like, didn't end up becoming a good guy was from GT, was Super 17. Because um, he... I feel like he... I don't know. I don't know if he was necessarily the best written, but 
I just I really liked him as a villain. Uh, he had built-in uh, attachment to the characters already. Who? So in in Wait, GT, uh, there was, I forget what exactly happened. It was like there was a clone of Seventeen who fused with actual oh, Seventeen, and then oh, they oh, yeah. I remember him. He had the long hair. Yeah, that was my. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> the the moment you said long hair, I was like, oh, so Tammy, <laughs> Tammy had a thing for him. <laughs> Tammy's uh, horny again. Yeah, yeah. Dragon Ball didn't have a whole lot of. They didn't have a whole lot of great villains, unfortunately. Uh, I think yeah. Frieza was another good one until they kind of diluted him. The more he appeared, uh, who else? I think. Oh, but Toriyama had a soft spot for Frieza, though. Like he loved, he loved Frieza. Frieza he was because he was supposed to be the final he boss. Best motivations, I think. <laughs> Frieza was supposed to be the end game. <laughs> um, I don't know if there were any like the only one I can really think of from Dragon Ball was a uh, Mercenary Tao and Pilaf. I think were were pretty good. Um, yeah, but even then, even even then, man, I don't know. I don't know. I'm yeah. gonna I'm gonna submit that a lot of my love for Dragon Ball Z is nostalgia it, at it this really point. Is. I I have um. <laughs> I have a love-hate relationship with Dragon Ball. Um, and a lot of it stems from the fan base because they're part of the reason Toriyama can't do what he wants. Like, this man has been trying to make someone other than Goku the main character for years now, and they just won't let him. Too much. Too much. Um, but that that can be a topic for another day. We're coming up on our time. Uh, so do you guys have any other final thoughts before we close this episode out? I got I got some some quick some quick villains real real quick that we'll I think some should be mentioned. Mentions. Um, Shogo from Psychopaths. I'm not sure if you ever seen Psychopaths. Oh, yeah. I hate yeah. myself. You are so right. He's he's super good. He's just like there, there's a there's a certain point where society needs ultra brilliant minds, and maybe we might we might need to give them a pass on some evil shit they do. They make the world better, especially if they're pretty. Exactly. Exactly. When you got short hair in the front and then a ponytail in the back, you're already stunned. You just let him, let him do his thing. Phoenix. I will say my friend just popped in and was like, hey, I got a good one for you, Griffith from Berserk. And I was like, God damn it. Damn. I can't believe I didn't even say that. I'm I, I live by Berserk. It is good. Yeah. If you haven't watched it, don't watch it. I mean, yeah, watch it, it, but read it. Read it, please. Much better if you read it. Um, Griffith, yeah. So good. Some people still argue so he was he was in the right. I think he was definitely in the wrong. But, you know. But that's what makes a villain a villain. They're exactly, always exactly. better. It is, it is debatable. Yeah. It is always better if you can de- debate the villain's morals. Oh, I love those yeah. bitches. Those bitches are the best. Definitely. I love you if you're like one, that. One more quick one, before Robert. We... Let me give you the Griffin. Let me get, let me give you the Griffith uh, quandary right now. All right. Would you sacrifice all three of our lives to make this podcast have a million monthly listeners and get a Spotify deal like Joe Rogan? Uh. No, but I, I I get what you're getting at. It's just you put it at low stakes. <laughs> <laughs> when you take that concept and you elevate it to like you could have put the fifth. 
I wouldn't have blamed you. No, if you, if you take that and elevate it to to higher stakes, I completely see how like that can be a thing. Because I was about to say, um, another real quick one, Spiral King from Lorgenum from Gurren Lagann is like similar. Where like oh, he word. did this yeah. thing that would be seen as evil because he's like, if I don't do this, then everyone's fucked. So mm. little okay. did he know that um, uh, a kid with a drill uh said fuck that noise um i'm gonna do what i want <laughs> and completely restarted the civilization love Pretty that much, so yeah. much um, <laughs> fuck um, my shit up please oh there was like there's a villain that literally oh i can't even think of never mind there was like there was this i don't even know what i'm thinking of but it's like it was this either it was a movie or a show and like everything that they were doing seemed really fucked up but then they actually ended up like saving humanity because of it and because like everyone they were saying like you know like they're doing this for good causes but literally everyone the the protagonist the heroes like everyone was like no you're fucking not like you're trying <laughs> to destroy the world but then they actually i can't remember who it was what it was honestly yeah fuck it whatever <laughs> uh if we if tammy remembers we'll we'll give a shout out to that villain yeah if, i mean they, yeah if, say, so there's none of them mentions. i'd uh i don't remember her Con, Con, i think her name was conoy from uh x 1999 um the 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 Earth Dragon. That sounds familiar. Uh, the uh, one with the black hair. I would have to rewatch it because, as of right now, X is a weird fever dream for me. Yeah, it. She, uh, like, basically, like, even though, even though they portrayed her like a little bit more evil than she, than I feel like they should have. Like, she was literally like the dragons of the Earth were trying to protect the Earth and get it to get back on course because where humans had like fucking wrecked it. And decimated it and like was taking on a one uh, on a straight path to just being extinct and so like dragons of the earth were trying to and i think in the in the show the earth the dragons of the earth one and then dragons of the heaven one in the movie so it was like an alternate ending um but like you know like as as an environmentalist myself, like, I kind of was really, I was on board with, I wasn't 100% on board, but, like, I was, like, kind of, like, you know what, I get that. Kind of, like, with Thanos, like, I was, like, you know, uh, I kind of get you. That's, I think that's why Thanos was a really good villain, too. Definitely an honorable mention. Yeah. Yeah. Um, all right. I think that's going to do it for this episode. Uh, thank you guys for listening. If you have any suggestions or comments or you want to yell at us for our opinions, send us an email at undercovernerdspodcast at gmail.com. Uh, happy birthday to happy whoever's birth- birthday it is. Happy today. birthday, everybody. Happy birthday. And if you want to simp for day, you can also send us an email. That too. Tell me everyone you simp over. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We'll see you guys in the next episode. Bye. Bye. Bye.